Modern Israel is prophetically significant and is fulfilling Bible prophecy. Readers of God's Word need to be careful to distinguish which verses are being fulfilled in our day and which references await future events. In short, there will be two end-time regatherings, one before the tribulation, one after the tribulation. This week on Connecting the Gap, we're going to continue our study on prophecies of the Bible, and we're going to do that right after this. Welcome once again to Connecting the Gap. I'm Daniel Moore, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've got a lot to discuss as we get into the book of Jeremiah as we are working our way through the Bible and our prophecies of the Bible based on a study by Damon Duck. And thank you once again, and I hope you guys had a great Christmas. It just seems like it's flying by. We are screaming towards New Year's here in just a few days. It's going to be 2022. So it's hard to believe and hard to even fathom that thought, but it is right around the corner. I hope that 2020 even though it wasn't a quite a carbon copy of 2020. It still had its, its ups and downs, and I know a lot of people struggled, lost loved ones, and a lot of bad things happened in 2021 as well. I hope that as 2022 comes in, we're going to pray blessings on each and every one of you, and hopefully God will meet your needs in this next upcoming year, and it'll be the best year ever. So that's uh, hopefully a, a prayer for you guys, and that's something that we're all looking forward to. So as I said in the intro, we are in Jeremiah at this point, as we are working our way through the Bible. We're working our way through the Old Testament. Going to eventually end up in Revelation as we continue this extensive study on prophecies of the Bible. This week, we're going to be starting off in Jeremiah chapter 12. And we've got a lot of ground to cover here, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it for this week. Don't forget that you can go to my website, connectingthegap.net. There you can subscribe to my podcast and my blog. And you can also check out my YouTube channel as well and stay up to date on anything that's going on with Connecting the Gap. In Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 14 through 17, is an offer that can't be refused. It says, Thus says the Lord against all my evil neighbors who touch the inheritance which I have caused my people Israel to inherit. Behold, I will pluck them out of their land and pluck out the house of Judah from among them. Then it shall be after I have plucked them out that I will return and have compassion on them and bring them back, everyone to his heritage and everyone to his land. And it shall be if they will learn carefully the ways of my people to swear by my name as the Lord lives, as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they shall be established in the midst of my people. But if they do not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord. Here in this passage of scripture, God has a message for those wicked people who seize the land that he gave to his chosen people. What they have done to Israel will be done to them. He will drive them out of their own lands, but then he will have mercy on them and allow them to return home. If they will learn the ways of Israel and accept Jesus as the Messiah, their nations will be restored. But if they refuse, they will be completely destroyed. The good of the world transcends the right of nations to choose their own government. 
this, the time is coming when God will no longer let nations exist if their governments do not honor him. Everything will be done in order. First, God will cause the Jews to repent of their sins and accept Jesus as the Messiah. After that, he will restore the nation. Then he will offer restoration to Israel's neighbors and then to all the other nations on earth. Israel's neighbors will be driven out of their land during the tribulation period. They will be given the opportunity to accept Jesus and be restored during the millennium. Some nations will do that, and they will have a glorious future. Other nations will reject Christ, and they will cease to exist. Just as individuals are responsible for how we respond to Jesus, so are the nations. God is sovereign over all the earth. Israel's repentance at the end of the tribulation period will bring her blessings during the millennium. The same is true for all the nations. God's judgments will fall on the wicked, but his blessings will be available to all who will listen and trust him. There's a lot of fast facts that we can drag out of Jeremiah as we read through the chapters between chapter 16 and chapter 50. First of all, in Jeremiah 16, every Jew will return to Israel. As we move on to Jeremiah 24, it talks about the Jews will return to God with all their heart. Jeremiah 29, the Jews will seek and pray God. In Jeremiah 29, the Jews will pray and seek God. In Jeremiah 30, anti-Semitism will end and the Jews will have a king. Later on in Jeremiah 30, Israel will prosper, sing, rejoice, build cities, and have their own leaders. In Jeremiah 31, God will make a new covenant with Israel. Continuing on in Jeremiah 31, the new covenant will be an everlasting covenant. In Jeremiah 33, the Jews will be cleansed, forgiven, and have peace. In Jeremiah 48 and chapter 49, Moab and Ammon, or Jordan, will be restored. In Jeremiah 49, Elam, a mountainous area in Iran, will be restored. And then in Jeremiah 50, the Jews will be guiltless and sinless. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 3 through 8, it talks about the king is coming. It says, But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them, and bring them back to their folds, and they will be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they will no longer say as the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. But instead, they will say as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them and they shall dwell in their own land. So here God scattered the Jews all over the world, but that was not permanent. This is his promise to bring every one of them back into the land to make them fruitful and cause them to increase in number, to give them faithful leaders and make them unafraid. The time will come when God will send a descendant of King David, a righteous branch of the royal family, a wise king who will rule justly. When he comes, the Jews will be saved. They will dwell safely in the land and they will call him the Lord of our righteousness. One thing is for sure, this return from the north and from the other countries will be so great it will make the Jews forget the exodus from Egypt. This is a most amazing prophecy. 
the Jews recognized the exodus from Egypt as the greatest single event in their history. But God is saying it is a mere shadow of what will happen in the future. Every Jew on earth will return to Israel. John Hagee has been quoted saying, The Jews from the North Country or Russia have returned to Israel by the tens of thousands, as have Jewish people from around the globe. We have seen them on CNN disembarking from planes in Tel Aviv. We have read it in every form of print media. They do live in their own land, just as Jeremiah predicted. Their return to their homeland is another sign of the terminal generation. The Jewish return to the land of Israel is now at this time underway, but they are not saved and not dwelling safely. That will happen after the second coming of Jesus when he is sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. The ultimate return will occur during the millennium. God always intended the scattering of Israel to be corrective, not permanent. He still plans to bring them back and keep all his covenants. There are many reasons why God deemed it necessary to judge his people. Number one, they brought it to themselves by forsaking God. Secondly, God divorced them for committing spiritual adultery or worshiping false gods. They also lacked understanding and did not know God. They forsook God and served foreign gods. The least to the greatest, people, prophets, and leaders were greedy and deceitful. They tried to provoke God, but it backfired. They refused to repent. They were not ashamed of their sins. They forsook the law of God and their hearts were stubborn. The leaders would not pray. They refused to be bound to God. They were so accustomed to doing evil, they could not do good. They rejected God and continued to backslide. They were made to serve their enemies. They forgot God. Jerusalem was burned. People were captured and many were killed. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 5 through 7, it says, For thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands in his loins like a woman in labor, and all faces turn pale? Alas, for that day is great, and that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. The tribulation period will begin with a covenant of peace, but it will quickly turn into a time of crying, fear, and terror. The impact of humankind's sin and God's judgments will be worse than anything the world has ever experienced. But in spite of everything that happens, Israel will survive as a nation. Charles House once said, It will involve the Jewish people, the nation Israel, and Jews all over the world. Many are in their promised land now mostly in unbelief. It will also be connected with the horrendous judgments upon Gentile civilization because of their wickedness, anti-Semitism, and rejection of the gospel. Many commentators refer to the tribulation period as the time of Jacob's trouble, and you can have a reference in Jeremiah 30, verse 7 on that statement. Jacob was one of the twin sons of Isaac. As long as he was an unbeliever, he was called Jacob. But when he became a believer, God changed his name to Israel. The time of Jacob's trouble refers to a time of trouble for unbelieving Israel. 
Some people teach that the church will go through part of the tribulation period. Others teach that the church will go through all of it. But the church is never mentioned in the Bible in connection with that terrible time. That is one reason many authorities believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. The return of Israel to the land, the rebuilding of Jerusalem, the peace movement, and many other occurrences indicate that this time of trouble is drawing near. But this is a reference to the tribulation period. God's prophets gave some very descriptive names to the tribulation period. Some Old Testament names are His Awesome Work or the day of their calamity, also called the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. Some New Testament names are the wrath of the Lamb, the hour of trial, the great tribulation. In Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 1 through 11, God says he will be the God of all the families of Israel. He will gather the Jews who were scattered and give them rest in the land. He loves the Jews with an everlasting love and will draw them back to the land of Israel. He will build the nation. They will plant crops and Jerusalem will be rebuilt. God says rejoice. Shout among the foremost of the nations. Cry out for God to save his people. He will bring them from the land of the north and from the ends of the earth. He will bring the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. They will cry and pray. It will be made known all over the world that he who scattered Israel will deliver him. There are those who say the northern kingdom of Israel has been wiped out or lost, and only a remnant of Jews from the southern kingdom are left in the world. Then there are nations that once refused to release their Jewish citizens. There are skeptics who said most of the Jews will never leave the land of their birth to live in Israel, but God said he is the God of all the Jews. They will be reunited as one nation and regathered back in the land. In spite of their sins, God loves the Jews with a love that will never cease. He will draw them back into the land, rebuild the nation, rebuild Jerusalem, and give them crops. For several years, Russia was one of those nations that would not release Jews. But God said he would bring them from the north country and gather them from the ends of the earth. He said he would gather all of them, including the handicapped and pregnant, and they would return with great elation. God wants the nations to notice this because he wants everyone to know him and to know that the same God who scattered the Jews is regathering and protecting them. Hundreds of thousands of Jews have returned to Israel, causing a population explosion in the promised land. The population, which stood at approximately 800,000 in 1948, today exceeds 6 million. Most have moved from Russia, which lies to the north of Israel, but records show Jews have moved from 120 different nations and speak more than 80 different languages. Notice who is speaking these words. At the same time, says the Lord, that's Jeremiah 31, 1. In verse 2, thus says the Lord. In verse 3, the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Jeremiah 31, verse 7, for thus says the Lord. And in verse 10, hear the word of the Lord. Now we ask two questions. Why is this prophecy so accurate? And how should people respond? Well, the fulfillment of this prophecy has started, but all the Jews will not be back in the land until the millennium. In the words of David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of modern Israel, the Jews are a miracle of world history. In the course of one generation, they have renewed their land, their language, and their nationality. The secret of this miracle is found in the Bible. That's going to conclude Jeremiah as we are 
cruising through our study on prophecies of the Bible. We're going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, as we come back, we're going to start off the new year in a little short prophecy that's in Lamentations and then cruise on into Ezekiel as we continue our journey through the Old Testament here on Connecting the Gap. I'm Daniel Moore. Thank you for joining me today again. Hope you guys had a great, blessed Christmas. New Year's is right around the way. Uh, Forget the New Year's resolutions. We never keep them anyway. You know how that goes. Uh, But instead, uh, just, uh, just make a promise with yourself that you will try to do better in this next upcoming year. I know that we all, including myself, have places that we can always do better and, and try to perfect things in our lives as far as especially reading God's Word and our prayer time, our church life, and all the things that have to do with God. We can always find improvements in those areas. Uh, so just uh, as it, this new coming year is coming up, 2022, let's just pray ourselves into that year and that God would tremendously bless each and every person uh, in the most possible way that He possibly would. And uh, we'll just uh, expect some great blessings in this year to come. Don't forget to go to my website, connectingthegap.net. I also have a Facebook page that you can check out as well. Like my page, share it. All of my podcasts and my blogs are all posted to that. So uh, you can go check all of those out. Again, thank you for joining me. Don't forget that as I leave today, God's word never fails us. God's word has stood the test of time. And through Jesus' death on the cross, he has connected the gap. Have a happy new year.